Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Hope everybody had a good holiday season. I had a pretty good season myself. It was pretty busy. Had a good Christmas. And we had a good New Year's. My skunkle came down for New Year's Eve. And even though the old boy ain't doing so good, he asked us for a bottle of rum. So we went out to the store when we were picking up other stuff. We picked him up one of those little ounce and a half, two ounce bottles of Bacardi white rum. And no, they don't sponsor me. So fuck them, I wouldn't drink that white rum anyway. (laughs) But he made himself five drinks out of that and still had half a bottle left. But it was good to see the old boy having some fun and spending some time with us and the kids. And he brought down my cousin. And then they left on January 1st. And January 2nd, the captain rolled in. And he stayed the night of the 2nd, the night of the 3rd. Then him and my skunkle loaded up on the 4th and took off for home. And uh, the captain, well, he was captaining stuff. Man, can that boy put the beers away. I haven't seen him puke in years and years and years. But captain decided he was going to smoke a doobie or two with my skunkle. And, uh, well, you know, my skunkle... He's 66 or 67 this year, and he smoked his first doobie on his 11th birthday. And he's been smoking nonstop ever since. So he he likes his stuff a little uh, a little potent. And well, old Captain, he just can't hack her. Not when he's putting down 24 beers with that in less than a couple of hours. And I was talking to him, and I got a, had a memory come back. One of the Justins was having a party in his basement with a bunch of people. And me, King, Captain, and I don't remember who else, but the three of us for sure. We were out smoking dope and doing our thing. And we got the call from the Justin to come over for the party. But he told us, don't bring none of that fucking dope. It'd kill my party. Well, <laughs> that was our fun times, was going around and seeing if we could destroy a party, especially from Justin, who was trying to bang all girls. So get the girls stoned and turn them green and make them puke. And his parties would die out, and this particular party was no different. We showed up, and this little blonde girl, uh, yeah, that's what we'll call her, little blonde girl, because I don't want to say her name, and it's kind of a rare name as well, so, but she was outside smoking away with Captain, and smoking with Captain, and I started hacking and coughing, and this little blonde girl looked over at me, and she said, holy lightweight, well, King looked right over at her, and he said, You're going to call him a lightweight little blonde girl? You best be able to keep up with him. Well, 
the little blonde girl was kind of into Captain. So Captain was drinking with her a little bit, and we got everybody nice and pie-eyed. Went back downstairs to where the party was. We were all chatting and listening to music. And it, nobody was dancing anymore. Nobody was really talking too much. Everybody was just kind of sitting there staring at the walls. Uh, little blonde girls right in front of Captain. And Captain starts making a noise. And we all knew what that noise was right away. Except little blonde girl. She didn't know. <laughs> well, Captain, he ended up fucking projectile vomiting and covered little blonde girl in puke. <laughs> but he did the same thing in the garage here the other night. I, I heard the, the noises because it's been so long since I've seen him vomit. <coughs> I heard the noises and I was like, oh, he'll be all right. I watched, he's struggling, and he's struggling, and he's struggling, and I started looking around the garage, I'm like, what can I get him, what can I get him, I got pails of stuff, full of stuff all over the place, and I'm trying to figure out what the easiest thing I can get to is in case this doesn't stop real quick, well, then all of a sudden, he sits forward, and as soon as he sat forward and started to cover his mouth, I knew, uh-oh, it's fucking go time, he can't hold that much longer. And there was no hope in hell at trying to get him outside to do it. Well, I jumped up out of my garage chair. And I grabbed a mop bucket that was full of rags and some parts for my old second-gen Dodge. Some stuff like that. And I just dumped her and fired it over at him. <laughs> and that little bastard started letting her rock. And Wow. I don't think there was a goddamn thing left inside of him. It's a good thing he had supper before we started drinking. <laughs> but in typical Captain fashion, <coughs> puke and rally. Emptied the guts out, made him feel a little bit better, and back at the beers again. Good to have him when he comes down here to visit. You know, I got some of my friends that listen. They wonder why I always go out of my way to visit with him when I go back home. Well, ask yourself a question. When was the last time you come down to see me? You come down to see me, I'm more likely to spend some time going up to see you. But, yeah, so that was that, that was our New Year's, plus my daughter had three of her friends over here, and... <coughs> it was almost like going back in time. In 20 plus years. <coughs> A bunch of 15, 16 year old girls running around drunk. It's funny though, when that's going on, I seem to keep myself much more level headed to make sure that everybody else around me is okay. So, I kind of wanted to touch on some of my fun old school days in the 90s with King. I've touched a little bit on King, how he's my rock when it comes to doing the mushrooms, and he probably still would be, but I haven't done them for so long. But, uh, 
when we first met, he had an old, well, not old, old at the time. It was only about 14 years old, Ford F-150. And me and King, were, we weren't quite that close yet, but we were getting there. We went for a drive. He was going to buy me smokes. Well, I thought it'd be fucking hilarious because I was a little prick to jump into his truck and move it from one side of the store to the other. Well, I'd heard King kind of had a bit of a temper. But I'd never really seen it. Because he was a pretty laid-back, relaxed, easy-going guy for the most part. But he come out, didn't see his truck, didn't panic, nothing. Just walked around the store, saw me, hopped in. He reached across the truck, grabbed me by the scruff of the neck. Don't you ever fucking touch my truck again and shook the shit out of me. So that was my uh, first and last ever attempt at moving King's truck. But it wasn't too long after that, probably six months or a year, some fucking asshole ran a red light or a stop sign or something and T-boned him and wrote that fucking truck off. Well, King loved that goddamn truck so much, he had such big plans for that truck, he just could not fucking let it go. It sat at Brent's place after it got hit for as long as it could. Then it went down the street to one of the Justin's houses. Then when it could sit there no more, it come back, it come over to my place for a bit, and then I think it actually ended up back over at the Justin's. And uh, we decided one night when we were, I don't remember if we were all drinking or what was going on, but. We decided we were going to wire that thing up, wire the headlights direct off the battery, just stick a fuse in it, take her out to the 4x4 park where that Dodge Dakota of mine that I talked about in the first episode, I believe. If you haven't heard that one, go back and check it out. This is your first time listening. Go back, check out my episodes. If you like them, let me know you like them by hitting the like button. If you listen to more than one, subscribe. Let's get the algorithm algorithms working. If you listen to an episode and you don't like it or there's something about it, comment. Here's something that I know some of you don't like. I'm laying in a bathtub. Bathtub beers and bullshit. That's what I should have called this podcast. Bathtub beers and bullshit. Can any of you tell how much of my stories are bullshit and how much of them are true? That's a good question. Comment. What percentage do you think is true, and what percentage do you think is bullshit? On each of, on each episode, comment. Bullshit, not bullshit, or somewhere in the middle. You don't know. I could be sitting here reading the script, but I'm probably not. But you'll never know because you're not in the bathroom sitting on the toilet having a dump while I have my bath and a beer. But we were headed for the 4x4 park. And we went up the one street and we avoided as much as we could because, well, there was no registration, no insurance. Truck was written off. 
And I believe the driver's side door was either, or the passenger side door from when it got T-boned, was either roped or duct taped shut. Maybe both. But we kept blowing that fucking fuse. <laughs> so we stopped, and the car that was following us that had a few more of our buddies in it, it had uh, a couple flashlights. So me and King throwing the flashlights out to try and help the headlights because they weren't really that good on the really dark part of the road. Well, it took us a good 30 seconds probably once the fuse blew in the headlights again to realize it because it wasn't that much of a difference from the good big old mag lights to what the headlights were. But we got pulled over and this was back when cigarette packs still had real tin foil wrapping your smokes up. So we got tired of blowing fuses and we took some of that tin foil and we wrapped it around the fuse. Knew that fucker wouldn't, I wish she wouldn't pop again. One of two things was going to happen. We were going to blow the light bulbs or burn the truck down. It was worst case scenario. But we get out there and we're hammering around on that old girl. We're bouncing her all over the place. And she had collected a lot of garbage in the box over its year and a half, two years of King keeping it around and not letting it go anywhere. And some of that stuff was bouncing around and popping all over the place. And, well, let's just say we had to dispose of the truck. Well, I knew a thing or two about a thing or two and still might know a thing or two about a thing or two and knew how to remove VIN plates and all the rest of that stuff to make it that much harder to trace a vehicle. And it ended up magically going up in flames and we all watched it burn and then Jumped in the chase vehicle and went back to town. All fine and dandy. And, uh, King, he was staying at my place. Kind of off and on. He didn't really have a, a home, but he wasn't homeless because he was able to crash here for a week or there for a week. So, And, uh, he answered my phone. And it was some constable. And the constable was asking questions about the truck. And, well, King tells the truth to the officer and says, Well, I don't know where the hell it is. I sold it to a guy for an old farm truck. He said, he says, Why are you phoning me about it anyway? And constable cocksucker will call him. I have no idea. I never even talked to him. But, uh... Constable Cocksucker there, I guess, told them that it was found out at the dunes. The park burnt down to the ground. And they couldn't find VIN numbers on it or nothing. He's like, well, then how did you manage to track me down? And the officer said, well, on all the garbage that was in the back, there was an old license plate in there that was registered to your mom. Because I think he bought the truck off of his mom. I don't remember. Fuck, a long time ago. So she said that she sold the truck to you 
so we're just trying to trace it down to find out where it's going. Well, Constable Cocksucker asked if uh, he had a copy or a picture of the bill of sale. <coughs> How much he sold the truck for. <coughs> he told Constable Cocksucker, I think he said he sold it for 500 bucks and didn't bother getting the bill of sale because it was... This guy told him he was going to use it as a garbage truck out on the farm and a chore truck. It was no good to be on the road. She was written off. Well, and like I said, figure out the bullshit. What's true? What's not? I know. Do you? Leave me a comment. Whatever platform you're listening on, comment on it. Also, leave me a review on Podchaser. I want these algorithms working for me. The higher the demand for my podcast, the more consistently consistent it's going to get, rather than being inconsistently consistent. Or maybe I'm bullshitting you on that, too. Only one way to find out. Share the shit out of it. Let's get me some more fucking viewers going on here. But anyways, back to my teenage years with King. We were tight. We, uh... You couldn't see one of us for a lot of years without seeing the other one. Well, like I said, I spent some time homeless. He spent some time homeless. We bounced around. For the most part, we were pretty lucky and had coaches to crash on buddies' places. So we weren't really, really homeless. But you did hear about... My one night that I spent in the back of a wrecked car on another episode. I don't remember what episode it is, so I can't even tell you to go back to check that one out. So I guess you're just going to have to go back and listen and listen and listen. But I think this would have been, oh, ah, shit, I don't even want to guess. Just 90s, late 90s. Me and King used to get baked and walk all over town. We, neither one of us drove after he didn't, uh, after, after the truck got totaled there. So we walked everywhere. We smoked dope. We didn't care if it was minus 45. We'd throw our big stuff on and off we'd go trucking over to a buddy's place in the middle of the night. Well, I'm pretty much blind as a bat, hence why Bubs Bubs. Just one of the many, many nicknames I've had over the years. Always Bubbles, but... Blind as a goddamn bat, but my hearing was fucking choice back then. Well, King's hearing wasn't that good. But his eyesight was incredible. So we'd be walking through a field and I'd hear something off in the distance. And I'd stop. And he'd just stop next to me and he'd just watch. And I'd point in the direction that I was hearing the noise coming from. And he could always tell me what it was. (laughs) Sometimes I half wonder if he wasn't fucking with me. Because, well, honestly, there was a couple of times where I didn't hear shit. And he told me he saw something. So, I don't know. Maybe he was fucking with me just as much as I was fucking with him. But we had a lot of good times. Inseparable. We got our first big, bright billboard back at home. 
in the late 90s that had the great big huge lights on the bottom of it. Well, there was this thing that people said you could do by climbing up onto there and you smoke a joint and then you stare into the light for a second and you look up and the world is supposed to be purple, I think is what they had said. So we used to get fucking just baked, climb up on there, sit there and try it out for hours. <laughs> I honestly don't remember if it ever worked properly or not, but hell, it was fun. It was good times. See, not all my stories are crazy, crazy, burn things down, stealing shit. <laughs> oh, wait. We did just discuss burning something down, didn't we? Oops, I guess I better take that back. So, ooh, that bottom of that uh, bathtub beer was not good at all. Ooh, and that water that just dripped off of the fresh bathtub beer under the tip of my wiener. It's cold. Yep. It's actually beer tonight, guys. Thanks to the captain. And, uh... Well, me and King, when the song Nookie by Limp Biscuit came out, we would sit and watch uh, much music until that video came on and we wouldn't leave the house until we watched the Limp Biscuit Nookie video. Because we found a couple of days that we didn't sit and wait for that song. Our day wasn't as good. Our parties weren't as fun. So we figured we'd sit and watch some music and visit a little bit and just chill till we heard that song and it made our days a lot better. And then off we'd go, usually to the mall. Mall rat around at the mall for a little while. Sell some shitty dope to some high school kids that were well, about the same age as me, really, but... <laughs> oh, on the topic of teenage kids that selling dope to her... Tell, selling dope to high school kids. <laughs> Waffle, you were the biggest prick ever. Waffle used to take a little bit of weed, roll it up into these little tiny painter doobies. But he'd roll it with menthol tobacco. And these fucking high school kids thought they were getting the best dope ever. He didn't do it many times. Once or twice, I think. Waffle was never really a shithead like the rest of us. Which is good, because he was there to save my ass and pull me out of some shit once in a while. He's actually the reason I met my wife. But anyways, fuck that guy. But uh, we used to go to the mall, and I remember the one day... I had scrounged up some cash, and then we scrounged some up when we were there. And we'd been in the parkade, the old shitty parkade, and Bug had a stolen van sitting in the old parkade. And we went in there, and we smoked a few doobies, and we fucked off. That van sat there in that parkade for, fuck, the entire summer, I think, honestly. And there was little, everybody would signed their nicknames in it and everything else. Well, fucking bug. He had little things all over in there. 
because it was right as the government of Canada came out with that uh, do bugs need drugs thing for antibiotics. So Bugs' little tag that he put everywhere was Bugs need drugs. Or Bug needs drugs. That was, that's what it was. Bug needs drugs. But we hung out in there, smoked some doobies, went back to the mall. I decided I wanted some vodka. So I went into the Zellers, I think. Or no. Me and King walked into the liquor store and I grabbed, I think it was a Mickey or a 2-6, I don't remember, of the cheapest, cheapest fucking garbage vodka that they had. I think that was the Potter's Vodka Night or the Russian Prince or something like that. Had a couple bucks left. Well, and I went in with Lou because, and Lou, or King, cause King had my money. Because I wasn't 18, so if they ID'd me, I was fucked. So, King grabbed my vodka. And over to Zellers we'd go. See what I could get for fucking mix with what I had left for cash. Well, they had this fucking gross-ass Club Z cranberry juice, I think, on sale for like... Next to nothing. <laughs> so I grabbed that and mixed it up in the cranberry juice bottle. Then we went back into the mall for a little while. Because we were waiting to get go to this party that wasn't too far from the mall that day. Little Lisa. <coughs> Little Lisa. Lisa, it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Disney Plus took that? episode of uh, The Simpsons off of their hosting platform they're off of Disney Plus that's what I'm being told anyway I don't know but anyways we get up to Little Lisa's place and well I've been smoking dope since the moment I woke up that morning <coughs> hadn't eaten all day drinking that horrid horrid vodka with that horrid horrid cranberry sauce And we're visiting, and I looked at King, and he knew, and he grabbed me, and he pulled me outside, or helped me get outside, didn't pull me outside, and I fucking heaved, and I heaved, and I heaved. And then Chris come out, and he had this uh, Fox Body Mustang, fucking beautiful car. And we were taking, we were going to go down to the river with Lisa and King and Chris. And there was a few other ones. And uh, Lisa liked Chris's car. So she was going to ride in Chris's car. And there was only room for me and King in Chris's car. Well, we started climbing in and Chris realized I'd been puking. <laughs> he got pissed off and didn't want, uh, didn't want me in the back seat of his car. Because he figured I was going to hork all over in his car. But, you know, if he didn't drive like such a fucking meathead, I probably wouldn't have. But I didn't. Because I was like, no, Chris, it's fine. I'll be good. I'll be good. It's Lisa's birthday. She loves your car. Let her sit up front. Lisa, just pull the seat up so that if I do have to puke, I can hang my head out the window. Well, Chris wasn't too 
thrilled by that idea either, but puking outside the car was better than puking inside the car. So off we went, ripping around, and I was getting ready to puke again. And I told him, I said, pull over. Well, I pulled over, I started puking. Or he pulled over, I started puking. And, well, it was, it was pretty violent. I don't know how there was anything left, because all I was putting in was a little bit of vodka with cranberry juice. But I quite thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was good times. And I don't remember if Chris dropped us there and took off or kind of blacked out after that puke. But hopefully one day I'll uh, have the king around and we'll have some bullshit sessions about back in the day. And for any of my friends that want to come on as a guest or even if you're not a friend but you want to come on as a guest and tell some of your stories or whatever if you're my friend and you know where I live come on down maybe we'll set a camera up if you're okay with it and uh, do a YouTube live and play some never have I ever oh I'm thinking that would be a good one, but I'm thinking I want a bunch of us. The one person, or there's only a couple people that I don't like playing that game with, because they can get pretty violent when it comes to me. Because they know, well, there ain't much he hasn't done. Because, well, I'm pretty vocal about my fun days. But, uh, yeah. Or, shoot me an email. All lowercase, tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com. That is posted up on the podcast page for Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy on Facebook. Quite often, I usually tag it in the post when I first put it out there. And I need to give a shout-out to Dave Welch again, because that guy is a fucking savage with sharing my stuff. Hopefully one day I'll be able to get him on the podcast, because we got some good times, too. But uh, until next time, don't walk a mile in my shoes. That won't impress me. Live 30 seconds inside my head, and you will understand why. I'm a messed up northern boy, and these are my tales. Happy birthday, motherfuckers. I mean, happy new year, motherfuckers. And jump over and check out the Dusty Shedwood Company. Peace.